Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting. I am your host, Tom Barton. Guys, I got to tell you, here we are, week four already. I mean, when we had a 16-game regular season, well, 17-game in the bye week, you're one-fourth of the way through. So we're just about one-fourth of the way through. I think it's really, it's not jumping the shark here to kind of say, hey, we, we can sort of determine after this week what these teams are, right? I don't think it's crazy to say after this week, we're going to be able to kind of see who's a playoff team, who's a non-playoff team. And then we got a couple of question marks in the middle. So we're going to get into all that. I'm going to preview every single game. The one stat you do need to know. Since 1980, 176 teams started the season 0-3. Only six have made the playoffs. 3.4%. Okay, we we have spoken about that, right? We we have spoken about uh, last week, how just vital it is to not go 0-3. 0-4, the numbers are even more ridiculous. Okay, even more ridiculous. It, it, you're getting into the one percentile number if you start 0-4. It's a death sentence. It, it, it's that simple. If you start 0-4, it is a death sentence, okay? So we start to, to break down what we have here. By the way, for your over-under fans, it's been up and down. 12-4 and four under for week one. 3-13 and 13 under week two. Lots of overs. 11-5 and five week three. So uh, we start to break this down and we go, okay, there is the idea of teams needing it more. I know every team wants to win, but there is the idea of teams needing it more. Weirdly, there's four teams that are 0-3 and they all match up this weekend. So that's something to pay attention to as well. Um, okay, let's start with the Thursday night game. Lions-Packers. Lions are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Total is 46. If this line holds until kickoff, it's going to be the first time in nearly 40 years that the Packers will be home underdogs to the Lions. It'll show you where these two are. You look at Jordan Love, and I've spoken to evaluators that say, hey, you know what? He's playing well. He's Aaron Rodgers-esque. He's got that little hop. He's got a lot of motions. I've spoken to other people that say, look, he has just played awful. Uh, you could ask Luke Musgrave, uh, number one, their tight end. Every week, he is wide open and being th- overthrown. I think the thing with this game more than anything else is injuries. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Look, if Aaron Jones is back here and Christian Watson is back, it's really difficult to turn around and take the Lions, even though, though they are the superior team. It's hard to do that. You have uh, a guy like Jair Alexander that could shut down St. Brown. So it's a difficult spot to take them if they're healthy. But if they're not healthy, we have watched this offense struggle. We have watched them kind of, even, even in their comeback win, kind of meander along for a lot of the game. And Jordan Love is a lot of the reason. By the way, it, it's not the only reason. A.J. Dillon's the reason. The Lions, the Lions are an efficient team, but they're not exploding the way we thought. We thought Jameer Gibbs was going to be used differently. He has not. Last week, their number three and four wide receivers didn't even get a target kind of a two-man show. It was kind of St. Brown and the tight end Laporta. Uh, By the way, over and under, four and a half plus money for receptions this week. 
He's caught five or more balls, right? NFL record, three straight games to start off his career as a tight end. Something to pay attention to. This is a game where, I, look, if you had this on a Sunday night, a Sunday day slate, I say this all the time, you probably wouldn't bet the game. Uh, because it's such a an up and down game, it's such a, a close game. I know a lot of people are betting Detroit because they want to have something, some action on it. Uh, kind of steer clear of that. Falcons Jaguars, nine thirty a.m. Sunday morning. Uh, Jags are three point favorite in London. Look, the Jags play in London all the time, right? I mean, the Jags are used to playing in London. Doesn't mean they're very good in London, but they are used to it. Trevor Lawrence has not looked good. Now, he put out a little thing like Mahomes did a couple of years ago where he's got notes on his Twitter. He's taking notes of people that are talking. You know what about him? Look, he's got three touchdowns, three picks. They have been the most unlucky team. There is a stat out there, unlucky team. They've been the most unlucky team out there. Last week, the defense, it really wasn't their fault. Uh, a kick return for a touchdown, a punt return for a touchdown. It, it was just, it was kind of ridiculous. So I expect a full effort here. But the Falcons are a tough team. Last week, we learned what happens when you take away the Falcons running game, though. They weren't able to do anything. They targeted Kyle Pitts. He just wasn't able to catch anything. Vikings, Panthers. Yeah, after a 13-win season, we knew regression was coming for the Vikings, but who expected staring 0-4 in the face? 0-3 Vikings, 0-3 Panthers, four-point spread here. The Vikings are still what the Vikings are, which is a good offense. Still can't run the ball. Uh, once you lost Alvin Cook, you couldn't expect them to. And they are a bad defense. I mean, that that's what they are. It is what it is. Look, Kirk Cousins leads the NFL in completions, yards, and touchdowns right now. Yet, they're sitting here in a bad spot. The Panthers, if Bryce Young starts, I like the Vikings. If not, look, I think Andy Dalton gives him an immediate better chance to win the game. Last week, he looked good in Seattle. I think he's a better quarterback today. That doesn't mean I would start him, but Miles Sanders doesn't have a running game going. Adam Thielen is, is a veteran that does... Good things, but he's got a better rapport with Andy Dalton. This is a spot where if, if Bryce Young decides to suit up, I think you have to take the Vikings and minus the points. Broncos, Bears, how bad do you have to be to lose a game by 50, give up 70, the third most points ever in a regular season game, and then be three and a half point favorites on the road? That's how bad the Bears are. Okay, that's how bad the Bears are because Denver is awful. The Denver defense is allowing 7.2 yards per play. That's Look, the best offense in history it averaged seven. Okay, that's the Rams, uh, you know, the Gray Show on turf. They also missed 24 tackles. This is a game where we will finally see maybe Justin Fields start to run around a little bit. Maybe. Because the Bears with Fields, they're 5-23. and 23. He's been sacked over 100 times. Over 100 times since he's come into the league, right? Over 100 times in those games. Matt Eberflus, he is 3-17. and 17 as the head coach of the last 20 games. The last time the Bears won a game was October 24th, 2022. They've lost 13 consecutive games, and they've allowed 25 or more points in every one of them. As a matter of fact, Chicago's dropped the last six games by 10 or more points. I think Russ is going to cook in this one, even though I think Russ is cooked. But if they are going to open up fields, this is the game to do it, and I could absolutely see them doing it. Ravens, Browns, it's all about the injuries. The Ravens are all beat up. Browns are three-point favorites. The Browns' defense is absolutely fantastic right now. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, but the Ravens do things really well. The Ravens are 19-3-1 against the spread. The last 23 games as an underdog. Cleveland's 0-4 after a win with Watson. I don't trust this spot for Cleveland. I, I like their defense. I don't trust it. Now, the Ravens are all banged up, so I can't take the Ravens. The Ra Ravens are all banged up. 
Okay. Uh, but I can't trust Cleveland in this spot. All of a sudden, they're a good team. No. Another team I can't trust is the Texans. They're getting three points against the Steelers. This one opened up at four and a half and went back to three. I can't trust them. Even though, look, the Texans, Stroud has the most passing attempts without an interception. He's got more yards than Mahomes. He's got more yards than Allen. He's got four touchdowns on the year. C.J. Stroud looks great. Okay. But I can't trust them because they have both left tackle. The left tackle and the right tackle are out. And you could get by. You know, playing certain teams, maybe a, 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 you know, the ball bounces your way against Jacksonville, and you, know, you play well against Indy for, for Spurs. Yeah, you could get by with that. You're not getting by with that with T.J. Watt and the Steelers defense. I'm not loving the Steelers because, again, they still have no running game. Najee Harris is not able to produce that. And the Steelers, uh, efficiency-wise, their offense is not efficient. They're getting lucky as well. Scoop, score for a touchdown, fumble, whatnot. But we've watched teams succeed like that where their offense really doesn't do anything. I remember a Bears team went to the Super Bowl, Devin Hester returning the ball and basically, you know, Peanut Tillman knocking it out. That was their strategy of winning games. I got to lean the Steelers there. Rams, Colts, everybody watched on Monday Night Football. The Rams' offensive line is just banged up. It's just bad. They are going to be abused by everybody, but it's not going to be the same kind of abuse that we saw on Monday Night Football. Look, they'll put some kind of game together. Uh, McVay will put something in place to kind of slow down the Colts. Anthony Richardson is the question mark. If Anthony Richardson is back, I think you have to lean Colts at home, getting one and a half with that quarterback who can run around in space and make things happen against a Rams defense is not very good. If not, if it's Gardner Minshew, I like Gardner Minshew, but he's more of a pocket passer, and that bleeds into what the Rams do well. Bucks, Saints, Saints minus three. We have the perfect uh, Mike Evans gets Lattimore. Here we go again, right? That battle is always pretty good. Look, the Saints are also in a revenge game. All right, all of a sudden, Derek Carr is out, but Jameis Winston gets to go up against the Bucs in a revenge game. I see people looking at this side and kind of going, in. look, Winston's a backup for a reason, and he might have a spark game here or there. He's getting Kamara back for this game, but Alvin Kamara, you, you have to expect a little bit of out of sync, a little bit of rustiness. Looks, Josh Jacobs still hasn't looked like himself, and he missed camp. So I expect Kamara to not look great. I kind of lean the Bucks here, but it's tough to take the Bucks on the road after what we just watched. What we just watched was, was Baker Mayfield reverting back to Baker Mayfield, but it's not his fault. The Bucks' offensive line is absolutely terrible. I mean, they, they are absolutely terrible, and they can't get anything done. White Rashid White can't get anything done at all. Speaking of bad offensive lines, the Washington Commanders have a terrible offensive line. This line opened up at 7. It's up to 8.5 for good reason. The Eagles looked really good on Monday Night Football. They have not looked great all year. Monday Night Football, they start to look really good again. I don't want to say great, but their front four creates pressure, and they absolutely get after it. I mentioned that against Baker Mayfield. They front The front four comes after Baker Mayfield, and, and that's what he struggles with. That right there alone is exactly why I like the under in that game, and here we go. We're back to the same spot. The Eagles front four is going to be able to create pressure on Sam Howell. Can the commanders keep it within eight? Look, they did it last year with a backup quarterback, okay? So they certainly can. The Eagles have not looked explosive. They have not looked fantastic. They haven't looked like the Eagles of old. Jalen Hurts, though, is 20-1 in his starts. I am not betting against Jalen Hurts at home with that kind of record. Bengals-Titans, we watched again Monday Night Football. Joe Burrow limping around the field. He was noticeably injured, uh, but they wound up pulling the game off. Their defense is fantastic. Now he goes up against the Tennessee defense. That is a pass-funnel defense. I expect Joe Burrow to look a lot better. Chase should get more uh, uh, targets. I believe that. Higgins will catch more of his targets. The Bengals will look better here, but the Titans can look better. I wonder what's going on with Derrick Henry, who has had his uh, snaps reduced 
week by week by week. And I, I don't like that. Look, if I knew Derrick Henry was 100% healthy, I'd be all over the Titans, plus two and a half at home. Give me points with Rabel. I like it. Uh, but in this spot, I don't think I could go with it because I don't think that Derrick Henry's healthy. And, and Spears is okay, but okay is not getting it done here. He's not completely healthy. I can't go in on it. Dolphins-Bills game of the week. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorite against a team that just scored 70. That'll tell you what people believe about this Bills team, right? And I, I keep hearing this pitted against offense, against great defense, this great offense against this great defense. And that's why I said that the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl before the year. They do have a great defense. But people forget that the Bills can score also, and they have a new wrinkle this year. Wiley is not racking up uh, the major touchdowns because they're giving it inside to Murray and Harris. James Cook has become the effective runner that they've been looking for. They have absolutely been looking for. Josh Allen doesn't have to do it all alone. He's not running as much inside the 10-yard line. It is now, all of a sudden, James Cook actually out in space. James Cook could, could be the difference maker here. I think that this is a nip and tuck game. Here we go. A game I want to sit down, have a couple of beers, and watch and enjoy and not have a dollar on it because I want to enjoy it for purity. I, I think that the Bills, before the year, I had the Bills winning the Super Bowl. I think the Bills can still be a Super Bowl team, but I think right now, the Dolphins have been the best team in the NFL. And I said, if Tua stayed healthy, they would have been my Super Bowl team. Raiders, Chargers, Chargers getting five and a, uh, giving five and a half at home, quote unquote, air quotes at home, because the stadium will be full of Raiders fans. That's unfortunately the Chargers situation. And the Chargers situation is also, they just lost Mike Williams. Don't think that they could just throw in Josh Palmer or, or Johnston and it's going to be seamless. Look, Mike Williams is a good player. But Justin Herbert's playing on just a different level right now. Justin Herbert is your NFL MVP right now just because he has been absolutely fantastic. But the Chargers' defense is terrible. Look, they laid out like 27 points to Tennessee two weeks ago, okay? Uh, Tennessee doesn't score points, and they, they just don't. It'll show you how bad they are. The Raiders can move the ball. If there's anything that you could do against the Chargers, it's run. I expect Jacobs to finally have a really big, ga big game, and we don't know if Jimmy G's going to be in there. If he's not, while all the fans want Aiden O'Connell, and I wish we could get a look at him, no, it's probably going to be Brandon Hoyer. Devontae Adams is going to get his yards. Josh Jacobs, I think, looks good. I think that this has a number of 48, and I'm stunned it's not into the 50s. To me, this is a shootout like seemingly ever Chargers game is. Patriots, Cowboys, this line started at 7, and it went down to 6.5, yet most of the money's coming in on the Cowboys. Make of that what you will. Cowboys defense is very good. They couldn't punch it in the end zone last week. That, that's really all it came down to. Patriots, meanwhile, look, they're playing good defense. I mean, they are in every game. They are right there. They can't get over the hump, but they are right there. Again, here we go. One-score game, one-score game, one-score game. They're in a one-score game against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're in a one-score game against the Dolphins, one-score game against the Jets. Here we go. You're getting seven points. I like the Cowboys, and I think that they could crush this game. I really do. I think that they could be mad after Arizona and come out and crush this game. But I also look at the Patriots and say, I can't give them a touchdown in a against a team here in the Patriots that consistently plays one-score games. Speaking of the Cardinals, they're getting 14 points now against the Niners. Niners look really good. They get extra rest. They're the best team in the NFC, I think, pretty much by far so far early in the season. Every component. What else can I say about them? They're great. Brock Purdy is absolutely fantastic. Since Brock Purdy stepped on the field, he's now 11-0 in his career in the regular season, averaging 32 points per game, 67 completion percentage. He's fantastic. But the Cardinals are playing tough. Dobbs is playing tough. I mean, they are just a tough playing team. And I don't want to lay 14 points in an NFL game anyway. And I can't lay 14 points against the Cardinals. I don't know if I could go against San Fran, though. Jets, Chiefs, Sunday Night Football. I will not mention Taylor Swift. I, I, I mean, it's ridiculous. Nobody really believes that this thing is going on. Anyway, Jets, Chiefs, okay. Um, nine and a half points. It's rose 
from seven, where I don't know why it opened at seven, to nine and a half. The Jets' defense is still fantastic. And the Jets' defense is going to get after it. And the Jets' defense is going to keep them in it. But Brees Hall is having a problem. They're yelling at people on the sidelines. There's a lot of problems in the locker room. This is an issue. I think the Jets are falling apart. You have Joe Namath screaming that Zach Wilson has to go. This has one of those all-time blowouts written all over it where it might get people fired. There's no way you could bet the Jets in this spot. I don't care that they're at home. I don't care that it's Monday Night Football. I don't care. Or Sunday Night Football. I don't care that you're getting nearly 10 points. You cannot bet the Jets in this spot. Then you got Monday Night Football, Seahawks, Giants. Giants, uh, it's out of pick them now. Giants might even be an underdog uh, for Monday Night Football. Look, the Seahawks have a long travel. I like what the Seahawks do. You guys know that. I like Walker. I like their offense. I, 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 they're well coached. Geno's good. But the Giants have something here uh, that uh, we have to pay attention to, and that's if Saquon Barkley plays. If Barkley plays, the home dog, Monday Night Football, coming off of the loss and extra time. Remember, they, they don't only get the extra day because of Monday Night Football. They get the extra day because they played on Thursday. You give Brian Dable that much time, I think he's dangerous, okay? I think he's dangerous. But again, probably a game I stay away from. So my best bet this week, guys, look, it, 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 there's no way. That Kansas City is losing that game on Monday Night Football. Not with all the Swifties out there. Oh, I did it. I mentioned it. But there's no way that they're losing that game. Uh, the Jets are a, a dumpster fire ready to explode. And, and I think that this could be one of those all-time absolute fire everyone kind of blowouts that I, I don't mind laying the nine. I, I want to get it under 10. I don't mind laying the nine and a half. That'll be my best bet, bet for the weekend. All right, guys. That's going to do it for me. Go check me out over at sportsgarden.com. G-A-R-T-E-N on all your social media handles. We'll be back. Bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.